If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know how home shopping can be, and that can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you actually do need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? Good question. What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Maybe it is. Why can't it? Guess what? It is. Now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better, hold on, they've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listing and sales history. Wow. That sounds good. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information. All at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. David, so what have you been up to? You've been out recently. <laughs> What's been going on? You've been kind of busy lately. What's going on? Well, I had a bit of a schnoz sitch. My uh, my <laughs> nose is perfect, but I had, I had to go in there and get it worked on because they said I had something wrong with it. So on the inside. Do they go through your nostril or they don't? Yeah, they go through, yeah. they went through my butt. They go, we're going to take the long way. <laughs> <laughs> this was that, when did we get to the fun part? <laughs> That's not the right. part. No, they go, they go through there and then uh, it's- Are you knocked out at this point? three hours. Okay. It's not a technically a nose job, but everyone thinks it is because I go, my nose is broken in two places. They go, got it, nose job. But it's not, it was just, they had to fix something internally. It doesn't even help me, even though I brought in a picture of Margot Robbie. <laughs> And they go, what are you bringing that? I go, just in case, if you want to make it look like that while I'm under. So I go under, but the funny part was, Dana, and this is hysterical. You already look like Margot Robbie. <laughs> like true. her brother or something from, from another mother or something. And right. his hair, it's getting long. I so, know, that's why. It's called uh, a hat when your hair goes bad. Uh, I So I went in and, and what I found out is, you know, we've been talking about it for so long. So now my phone, I get all these ads because your phone listens. So like I get an ad for yeah. nose spray. I get an ad for breathing strips. I get ads for uh, Vicodin addiction rehab centers. It's just. <laughs> Bobby Moynihan, Play he's a very, very down to earth guy. Fun dude to talk to. We mm -hmm. had a great, we, we were, we immediately opened with talking about, uh, what is one where they're on the elevator? Pumpkins, Mr. <laughs> pumpkins with tom hanks yeah. his crazy elevator guy david david s pumpkins. Pumpkin. pumpkins so funny one of the weirdest Nuts. funniest cult sketches ever and tom came back and did it and did it as a cameo uh hysterical uh also does the single ladies beyonce single ladies is a beautiful huge. piece of physical comedy with beyonce and bobby moynihan commits mm -hmm. whatever he's doing Funny we, as hell. Drunk, drunk uncle. Another, another smash hit right. of his. Just um, saw him get laughs in this Gordon, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt monologue. So whatever he does, he's getting laughs out there. Great guy to talk to. We had a good chat and uh, we'll let you get to it. And but. just to, just to reiterate this podcast, we, we hear another very fascinating, uh, circuitous route mm -hmm. to becoming, to getting on Saturday Night Live. And then becoming a star of Saturday Night Live. So this is this, ladies and gentlemen, is Mr. Bobby Moynihan. I didn't even get a last word. I just said, <laughs> well, "You're good, silent." 
I know. Sometimes it's good because when I hear it later, I go, please shut up. Don't talk. Well, that's like, all I scream at the podcast. Shut your fucking <laughs> face. That's all I think. <laughs> I but did. you at least have a cool voice. I got a weird. No, frowning. you got a good one. You're just oh, right. also, before we go to Bobby on our great interview, or, mm -hmm. well, the, the interview that he was great. Um, I mispronounce Mikey. Because I did a TV show with Mickey Rooney years ago, Nathan Lane, one of the boys, you could look it up. I kept saying Mickey instead of Mikey. So I apologize and just know that it was a mistake. And Mikey. I kept calling him George Siegel. So, but that, I, that was, was his real name. That was from, that's, that's his uh, stage name. <laughs> that's his stage name. So, so that's we not apologize, a but it's not a big deal and who cares? My, yeah, Mikey Day is a great comedian on Saturday Night Live. I called him Mickey Day, referred to him as Mickey Day over and over again. But instead of doing scissor editing, we left it in. And now I'm making this apology slash FYI. Listen. Um, David. No. <laughs> David. God damn it. That's it. I've, I've been calling you Damon. I said, my wife says, how'd the podcast go? Well, Damon was really funny. No, Mikey Day is great. Uh, Bobby, what's his name, is great. This it, is a good one. It really is, uh, Daniel Spade. It's yeah. it's a uh, <laughs> look. I get that the name was wrong. Mm. The interview was great. Yeah. I would take a listen. I enjoyed it, David. Yeah, it's almost over, but here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is kind of interesting because we have Bobby Moynihan on and over the weekend, this is an evergreen show, but over the weekend, he crushed on Saturday Night Live, <laughs> which is uh, Drunk Uncle, yeah. maybe your best one. I, I don't know that, but it was, uh, it was what I thought when I saw that, I said, this guy, because when I would go back and guest host, I'd be rusty. And a little nervous, but I guess you you did go back in 2020 and do Drunk Uncle, but you were so loose, <laughs> so in the pocket. I don't know if I did. Yeah, I I I I I felt very lucky that I did it right before I did this podcast because <laughs> <laughs> you knew it would crush. Yeah. We're gonna get huge numbers. <laughs> I was I didn't I didn't know, but I was I was excited. It was it was very nice to go back and just go. Oh, I'm just gonna go have a good time. I'm just going to go. I'm not going to worry. I'm just going to go. I'm not going to panic. I'm just going to go have fun. I think the easiest, funnest thing to do is go back, not host. Yes. And just go score on something and get all this excitement One, and then leave. And it's not so genuine. 100%. It also doesn't hurt to have Tom Hanks next to you to go like, and, and also there, there you go. Just in case. <laughs> got a good, good backup singer, yeah. Tom. Hanks. Yeah, exactly. And Jeff Probst. One of the, uh, yeah, that's right. Oh yes. <laughs> Nothing Tom Hanks can't do. And he's just, uh, right. he's like, he's so enthusiastic about yes, comedy. So. He would just bounce off the walls when he used to host. But so I guess let's talk for a minute about this sketch, David S. Pumpkins, <laughs> which is, <laughs> Kind of getting a cult following. I think the second was that just the second time you did it in 2013. I looked it up and it floored me. I you know, and then you app yeah. you just did it. So talk to that sketch a little bit. We did it once, and then like very very quickly, and maybe too quickly, did an animated Christmas special. Uh, I mean, an animated Halloween special, and then with Tom, 
and then didn't do it didn't do it again for many many years and then just came back and did it now after five or six how did it come about to be right now when you're not hosting and tom isn't hosting yeah (laughs) Uh, i think i'll be completely honest i think rita Rita Wilson had some singing engagements in town and Tom had a free Saturday okay. and Tom had a free Saturday and was like, it's, it's Halloween. It. Let's do uh David. You know Plumkins. what that means? T- yeah. <laughs> I got a text on Monday saying, are you available? And then didn't hear anything and got flight information on Thursday. And I was like, I guess it's happening. Oh, who wow. reaches out to Tom, you or the show or Lauren? I believe Tom reached out to Lauren and was like, I'm in town. If you need me. Uh, oh, I uh, was like, Here, I love you know, that. here's my favorite for the year or, you know, <laughs> and, uh, that's uh, it. and then they, yeah, yeah. But I think, I also think Tom loves doing it. Like he was there all yeah. day, Saturday. Just <laughs> and out. That's like, so Tom. Yeah. So get, just for a second, I'm sure David's curious too. It's just like the origin of that. Uh, it's a little like it was you and Mickey day and, uh, wrote it kind of, and then you pitched it to Tom and 20 Mikey. Right. Yeah, we were. It was one of those. It was one of those dumb five o'clock in the morning. Like it's the Halloween show. We we want to have something that comes back every year. And we were talking about how there's no Santa Claus for Halloween. And mm-hmm. like, but mm-hmm. we also had a completely different idea about like the, being these weird. Di- it was. Do you remember that video? There was like a video going around, like a viral video of uh uh. It's like a guy, a, a, an Indian guy would press the button on a, on a, on a stereo and he would just start dancing. And then the other guys would press stop and he would stop <laughs> dancing. It was yeah. just this weird video. And like, we were talking about that and and like, we kind of were writing two different sketches at the same time and it wasn't getting anywhere as it is in retelling as well. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and uh, it was one of those <laughs> no, nights that happens at writer nights. That happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 5am. Yeah. 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 And then like, we kind of settled on just like a funny idea is that like, nobody knows what David pumpkins is like kind of what didn't really. And then by the time <laughs> it got to dress, by the time it got to dress, we were like, we have no idea what we have here. And then Tom Hanks was just like, I think I'm just going to be as weird as possible. And it just kind of found itself on air. It, well, it but how was how was like, read through? When, did you do read through with Tom with that? Uh, yeah, read through was it was great. It had the kind of like the same thing of just like what, like we don't know what this is, but it was funny and it go, it's going through for now. Did you get up or did you stay in your seat? We got up and did the dances. Yeah, and, so, and I think so did he, and I think that's what sold it was just like him not knowing what to do with it and his well, enthusiasm. When too. the elevator door opens, watching it as a fan, <laughs> and it, <laughs> the dances that you and Mickey did were so specific. In the first one, you're like shaking your face and rolling. And then Tom in the middle. I mean, just as a composition, like a painting. And then audioly, it's just like doors open. It's like, boom. And then they close. There's something really irresistible about that. Conceit. Very silly visual. visual. Yeah. Open. Also, I also truly believe the night it aired was like the uh, the week before Trump got elected. The cold open was uh (laughs) <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but it was very somber. And Kate McKinnon was uh, Hillary Clinton. And she was oh, saying, yeah. it pretty much was like, we'll see what happens next. And like, right. then, then there was another kind of depressing political sketch. And then out of nowhere, this weird David. <laughs> there is something to speak yeah. to that about madness, just absolute madness. 
and no yeah. real rhyme or reason other than it's just, you know, just so crazy funny. A goofy sketch. A very goofy sound, thing. Sounds goofy fun. At re read through is fun. Where do you sit at read through on a side note? Say that again. Where do you sit at read through? Um, I I sat on the side of the t when when I was there. It was we were still in the writers' room. I don't think they do it there now. Now they do it in the studio because of COVID. But when we looked at the oh. at, when we look at the like you know we would look at the 25th anniversary book because they had the pictures of where, oh yeah where, where everyone sat where everybody sat and I sat mm -hmm. in Farley's seat and I like oh, oh yeah. I know exactly where it is you're I kind think of when you seen, cried. Lauren when you walk in the writers room. <laughs> You you look straight in out those windows. So you walk in. There's a big square or sort of table. Lauren used to be back to the windows mm -hmm. and the guest we crack, host crack yeah. the window to get like a smidgen of the thirty degree air in that boiling room. <laughs> and then next to him, if you're looking at the windows to the left, was host. And then I think I took over Dana because then you round the corner and it was me. I had a good spot there, but. I sat behind Dana for a while and then Dana came in. That's yeah, but you, David would sit behind me, but like every week I'd, I'd look back and he'd just scooch in his chair up just a little bit closer to me. Yeah. I'd look and I'd go, what? Whisper, what I'm next. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but it was funny because I think Farley, where were you? Was that, you had your back to the doors? Yeah, back to the doors, uh, sort of to the, away from the, but anyway, on, on that back side of the square, Facing the window is where Chris was. Yeah, yeah, I, and, I was there when I first got there, and then moved over to the other side, closer to where the host was for most of it. But like, that was Keenan's spot next to the host was just they just put Keenan oh. for twenty years. We should say for, <laughs> for our novice, twenty years, <laughs> Keenan. I now I, I'm such a fan of his because he just projects joy with every line he says, and he always hits it perfect. Like he, he never stumbles. Yeah. Con consummate professional and like the same comic timing since he was eight. Yeah. Um, just had I it. I feel like he lost Dana. I feel like Keenan lost his um, uh, nerves. I mean, at a certain point you just go, Hey, I'm just going to fucking have fun and, and milk it out of the show. I know, I know it shouldn't be this scary. There's no reason for it. I'm here. I'm not getting fired. Yeah. And then it makes it so much more fun. I would say for me personally, I want to ask Bobby that I, I was the loosest the last sketch I did on the last show. And I remember <laughs> thinking, that's the best I've ever been in terms of my own inner, inner uh, psychological profile. So for for you, Bobby, so you were there 2008 to 17, nine years. Mm -hmm. How do you feel in terms of that fear factor or feeling loose by 17 compared to 08? Did you evolve or were you one of those savants that you just didn't get nervous out there? My first episode, I had a space camp, but no, I like my first episode, I was just like, <laughs> I got this, this is the bet. And then the second one was when the fear started and where are the cue cards and, uh -huh. and, and all that. But, uh, my, my last episode that I did, I got to the studio and just started throwing up. I got like violently, violently. Wow. Why? I, I'm guessing a mix of like nerves and wanting to not wanting to leave and wanting to leave and. Yeah. And all that stuff, but like I, all, I just, I don't know. I just got sick. I just got super, super sick the last day. But it was, it was, it was a wonderful day. But going back now and doing it five years later and like flipping on a switch that hasn't been on for five mm. years, like yes, it was was bonkers. And like I, I go like, oh, that's the best I've ever done on that show because I yeah. had a, I had a bit of that 
Keenan, where I was just like, I'm just, I'm, ju- I, I, I didn't shave. I just had a good time. <laughs> I, like, I could absolutely feel that. I looked at the a lot of other drunk, uh, drunk guy. Anyway, what's his name? Drunk uncle. Drunk uncle. Uncle uh, drunk. And uh, you were always super loose. But on, on this past Saturday, it was. I thought it was almost the next level thing. Like you kind of didn't need the cue cards or something. But it, we were so in the pocket. It was fun. I was in a different place. I called him Seth. Uh, I called Colin Seth and everyone was like, that was a great joke. And I was like, I, uh-huh. that was 100% by accident. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, also you're focusing on two bits and that's it. And then, you know, you're laser focused on that. You have nothing else to worry about. Exactly. Exactly. And like, we were right after we were, the, I was this David pumpkins was the first sketch of the night at dress. And then, uh at on air it was right after update so like i had just enough of a quick change just enough of a quick change to remind me that like i'm 45 and i haven't done this in five years that's just uh, the singularity of snl that you're playing drunk drunk uncle with the beard and everything and then you go and get in a skeleton costume do you have do you have the people changing you do you get a mirror because sometimes i would say can i look at myself for a second (laughs) well now now it's completely different like now you're doing it in the studio and not well it was Jody and like it was people I know and like Louie but also there's a, a a GoPro camera right here getting a time lapse of you doing your physical change what? so you're like at your most vulnerable and sweaty and like you're ripping your clothes off and they're filming it with a GoPro and they're like wow. it's line and you're just like oh boy <laughs> and you're yeah. just in your underwear at one point for a second it's you're just bare naked yeah. basically yeah. right and then they yeah, put the yeah it's a lot of fun you stand like a scarecrow and then they just rip everything <laughs> off you. And yeah. then someone you, you like the had... writer, yeah, is yelling their lines at you going, remember at the beginning, it's a little different. And then at the end, you're going to be red on cards, not green Tom anymore. Tom Hanks is going to slap your butt three times. And you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> Tom just added a slap. <laughs> yeah. I like when it goes, boing. <laughs> when you go, beep, beetle boop. I love the face at the end, the face at the end where the the scared people on the ride and then Tom Hanks. "Ah!" (laughs) When he, the dumber he gets it, the happier I get is because I know he's having a good time. Characters that are happy are fun to watch. The the stupid, the more dumb I act. Yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. And and so he comes in and when you, uh, by the way, when you walk in the room, people at home, uh, you do dress rehearsal. It's exactly like the real show, but probably harder. It's longer. Mm-hmm. And you don't know if you're on the real show, but you're giving it everything. They have an audience. Then they go in and pick the sketches, which is excruciatingly long because you're waiting, waiting, waiting. And then around 11, you walk in there crammed in the If they still do it, Lauren's office. They don't now. No. I, what? I was I was gutted. Madison I was Square gutted Garden. and angry. They do it at Madison Square. They do it at Madame Tussauds. <laughs> uh, uh, they uh, uh, they uh, every. I was like, they're they're calling the meeting, and I go to head upstairs, and they're like, it's in the studio now, and I was like, no, no, way. I don't like you it. Need, I'm resisting it. You wow. need the fear, I, the fear of going into Dad's room, tight room, and Lauren would sit at the desk, and he had the only. It, a comfortable spot and everyone else is jammed and on higher the floor. than everybody else. We're all on the ground like animals. Right. Filled, and, and then you walk anxiety. in and you look at the board and you see if your sketches move to the side, meaning it's out because they still have to trim the show. It's probably two hours at dress and then it gets cut down. But you see your, <laughs> but you see pumpkins 
was first and it went after update. Did that hurt you? Did that hurt of your Of course, feelings? of course. It brings back that terrifying feeling of like, what did we do wrong? And then you're like, and then you hear, well, it's a, it's for quick changes. And I'm like, I don't uh-huh. believe you. Bullshit. I don't believe you. <laughs> and it killed too hard. Is that bad? I, I did for nine years, but this time I've had five years <laughs> to see it. Now I don't believe you. I wonder what that is. You think just get off the ground with a fucking Well, now run. it's just a viability. So at least on my feed, it was like, you know, David S. Pumpkins and Drunk Uncle come back to SNL. So yeah. uh, that's it's a different. We did in my day. We didn't have YouTube. <laughs> yeah, we didn't exactly. have anything. We didn't. We didn't just. We, it was primitive, man. Well, now, I like that you sound old too, Bobby, because you're you're <laughs> yeah. saying like that read through room and this and that and things are different. And I'm glad it's stuck through Dana, through me, through all the way through you. And then it changes. It's but I, I feel like I I was there for the turnover not turnover but the transition like when i first got there amy and daryl were still there and like shoemaker and and marcy klein i think maybe the last person like hired i was under marcy maybe or close to could we ask you about that because we had nick kroll on and yeah. he, oh, he the best i love him with all my brilliant heart. of course and it's, it's there's a lot of whimsy and weirdness to how you get this show or don't get it but i guess there was a big audition on the sixth floor and Nick was in and he told the story of that. Were you in that audition? I believe so. I, I think so. I yeah, think you I would think have been. I think that Ellie, Nick mentioned you. Yeah. Ellie Kemper, like TJ Miller. There was a lot of Ooh. people. There was Kyle again. Yeah. No we way. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We He's talked to him as well about it. Another brilliant comedian, but he had, a, the, they both I had very that. strange stories about going out too soon and just Lauren was the only one there. There, Nobody's here. And it was just (laughs) tilted, uh, pushed out the first time. Don't go out. It was just a horror show. So what was your experience there? And for a second, just what led you to get there? Was it from Second City in Chicago or where did you come from? I was doing, I was in New York. I was doing Upright Citizens Brigade. I, I, oh, a UCB guy. Yeah, I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I like that something? character. No, oh, I just UCB like that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was, I was, I was doing UCB and and kind of met like Amy and Seth and Horatio through through that through that doing mm-hmm. that uh, ASCAT, and then I was doing Horatio Sands's uh, improv tour, like he was doing college shows, and I was mm-hmm. doing that, and then. Uh, kind of my sketch group got on the radar of Mike Shoemaker and and I think that was kind of how and then I auditioned got called back with a bunch of very very talented people and uh mm. uh was then told I was like I think we'll start you in January like I met with Lauren and he was like wow Brian Brian Williams is hosting. That seems like a good one. But he never said you got the job. And I was just like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. And then two was days that in later, the summer, though, you're saying January. It, but no. And then two days later was the writer strike. And I heard nothing for nine months. Oh, whoa. Like it just like wow. like went like and I didn't get it. I ended up not getting it because uh, during they were I guess during the writer strike, Maya Rudolph had a baby. So they hired Casey Wilson and I didn't get it. Uh, they hired a, a woman instead. So I, I um, and Casey's a good friend of mine, and I was so excited. Uh, but it was de- devastating for me. <laughs> and then, so wait, wait a minute, you uh, almost got off. it, and then you went back in line. Okay, and then what happened? Weird. Back didn't get it. So it was like fourteen months uh, in total, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I got a call saying like, "Hey, do you want to come in again this week?" I went in on a Wednesday. I did like all new stuff, and then 
or found out on Monday, went in on Wednesday, and like found out on Friday that I got it, and then the next week I was on the show. Oh shit! Your like pants like productions, after. my god! I would be like, what? Yeah, it was nuts. After fourteen months, buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. To get a beautiful gift, mm-hmm. you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The tricky part, Dana, as you know, yeah, figure, figuring out how to get the perfect piece. At the best price. I hate to say it. Price yeah. matters. I mean, yeah. Yeah. that's why I recommend for any jewelry purchase, you source it from BlueNile.com. They've been with us for a while. Yeah. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds, David. And find jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer peace of mind with every purchase. Some of their highest quality stand. They have some of the highest quality standards in the industry. Right. And David, whether you want to make a classic statement by gifting a white gold tennis bracelet mm-hmm. <laughs> to Sarah Sherman or, <laughs> or, bring out, or bring out her eyes with sapphire and diamond hoop earrings, Blue Nile's jewelry experts can help you find the perfect gift. David? They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions like, should I make it a diamond cut or a circle <laughs> those are the technical questions <laughs> i know uh, oval they fit your budget they'll make sure what you want they can fit in your budget yes it's very difficult to buy jewelry for someone because um you know it's it's a subjective thing and the, you'll be guided with the, this company's going to help you make the right choice you give right. them a little information and they'll go Sapphire. it's hard to roll down to your local strip mall and go yeah, we're a jewelry store and we sell trucker hats. It's like, that's yeah. not what you want. Yeah, or sometimes they have a small jewelry kiosk inside a Denny's restaurant, and it's like <laughs> they're flipping hot cakes, and I'm trying to find my loved ones. Yeah. yeah, no thank you. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. Oh, that's nice. So you can't lose. No, mm-hmm. just in case you got 30-day returns mm-hmm. shop blue nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler go to bluenile.com today that's bluenile.com how many years as a comedian or sketch comedian or you know at that point how far were you into it I was older. I was 31 when I got it. Hey, I, I me mean, like, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you hey, go. Hey bro, UCB. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. We're both hey, bro. But so oh, yeah. you you were super experienced. Did you do it in college? Like, did you do a lot of theater in college and stuff in high school? I, or were you? I did. I did theater, and then like, I, yeah, I did a lot of plays and musicals and 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 stuff like that. And then right after college, came back to New York, was doing a, a like a play. Uh, saw Upright Citizens Brigade, saw an improv show there, and went like, oh no, I was taking. Uh, stand-up classes at comic strip live and i was just oh, like no. i was like this is i i don't think this is for me and then uh <laughs> took saw the improv class and was like oh this is this is more of a fit and just then, for a second were you the type of kid who put on shows for your parents or siblings and stuff I, were you I go was. back in like Look an age at five me what? i definitely was, that was a, seven watch me did you do little voices what were you like as a kid do, performer do, 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 do. <laughs> I was never good, never good at impressions or accents or anything, but I was ju- uh, very, very like, watch me, look at me, look at this dumb thing. 
<laughs> Look very, at this very dumb so. thing. Yeah. Were you the type when you jump in the pool, you go, watch, 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 and you really weren't doing anything that great? One billion percent, and then got out of the pool and did the exact same thing. Well, no, watch times. again. No, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put a little tweak on it, a little yeah, different on my cannonball. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you, embarrassing. 100%. So you, you, how did you deal with the nerves of that audition? Fourteen months later, did you feel like, oh fuck it, I probably won't get it again? Or you and you just... lost it to Maya's baby this time. <laughs> I did. Uh, well deserved. Though. Very I funny think the baby, baby should, Maya's baby, should definitely be at least a feature player. Well, you know, she's she's kind of. <laughs> ready she's got ready. <laughs> you know she Everyone comes has from a, a funny family everyone has a lorn <laughs> david do your lorn oh maya's baby is it's just you don't even need to see her but she's already got hired i mean it just it's just the genes bobby you know it's that thing when your mother's a superstar <laughs> you know her grandmother sang once a you song. get into thing thing is a great word for lorn it's thing, that it just thing covers a lot thing. thing of like uh, my and, favorite was always uh, uh, he, we would always do CNN sketches, and when you know, like in the in <laughs> on the sketch, it said CNN bumper. So we would every week was CNN bumper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lauren, reading the and read through. <laughs> yeah, read. anytime there's a CNN. <laughs> oh, that's sketch, good. CNN I haven't bumper. heard that word. CNN bumper. Very, yeah, Lauren has his read through voice because he would read all the stage. <laughs> oh, stage direction. That's right. Yeah. He reads stage direction. Stage direction. <laughs> Goo goo in the honey pot. And then he turned the page. And I was like, uh, uh -oh. my favorite, uh, my favorite Lorne note uh, during uh, in between dress and air meeting, uh, very long silence, very tense meeting. There was about five seconds in silence, and then he just went. We have a boom shadow on fart face. <laughs> it, was, it was a personal gift to everyone in the room. We were all oh, like, yeah. "That was that was beautiful." It was some sketch called Fart Face, and that's all he said. Out of Sometimes nowhere. he does when he does read through, like he'll surprise you because he's so bored by sketch forty four. Like <laughs> if I have the receptionist coming up and a and Mike Shroom Taker buries it at the end, and uh, and then <laughs> at the end they go, it's like sketch forty one, and everyone's nodding off. Then he here go, he goes. The receptionist. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. He says it like, it's a, oh, look a at loaded, this little nugget. A loaded. Let's uh, hope it does, does well. Yeah, he reads the title before you read the sketch. You. and he, Yeah, it's funny that he gives it a little spin. I did, I did uh, to, to the fart face one. I've said this once before, but it's, I wrote a sketch called Funny Little Poopy Head. And I, I had the stage direction. He said Funny Little Poopy Head like, 500 times. <laughs> Funny little poopy head chitched out. Funny little poopy head is sad. Love it's his turning purple. Anyway, Man. so you do, you because you, you love Lauren and you just do yeah. all that. One of the gutting, one of the gutting moments, me and Tim Robinson wrote a sketch. I believe it was, it was just, uh, it was a throwback to like old SNL where I wanted to just write a jingle. And all I remember about it was it was a split screen and we were talking on the phone and, and after, in the, like, it, pulled back and revealed we were on the toilet and the thing was just it's two best friends who talk on the phone while they're taking a dump and <laughs> it was terrible it was absolutely awful and at the end of the sketch lauren in, in complete silence just went and the emmy goes too <laughs> <laughs> that's what lauren is funny that's the dry throwaways yeah. it's, that are... it's funny it's funny 10 years later in the moment you're, you want to you want to oh, yeah. yeah. crawl kill under the... you know if there was a one percent chance it's getting on now it's zero <laughs> yeah it was it was a it, it's it was a blast it was good to see it was also good to see him again recently and not be terrified and just go like yeah. hey thanks that was fun we did him for this. We ought, we met him, and I've seen him for dinners. Oh, it was so good. There. It's just fun to see him when you're 
you're still a little, you know, it's a little odd because he's like dad, boss, he's our coach, yeah. our teacher, but mentor. Just, uh, yeah. But you know, you you realize at a certain point he just he wants to hang on, and have fun, and he did say something that was very interesting. Remember Dana when he was leaving? He said, "People say, are you going to retire?" And he goes, "I would be worried I wouldn't be around funny people." Like. He says, oh, I'm so lucky I'm around right. funny people. But and then, are you going to be around funny people? The specific bro? quote he said about funny people, to me, this was in, in New York. He goes, um, there's only 900 of us on the planet. <laughs> have you heard that one? Uh, yeah, I have. I've heard him say it and I've heard you say it. It's, it's so it's, specifically yeah. brilliant. But what happens is you just when you see Lauren away from the show, because he, he has all the power and you make fun of the teacher, then you kind of see that he's. He's kind of he's he's very sensitive guy, you know, and very vulnerable. Go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. you you always talk about or like you always tell a story about like when you first met him with Paul at his house and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like I've never had that experience. Like I remember one time they asked me to like he was like you know we're coming back from L.A. if you want to fly with us. And I remember being like I ain't getting on that plane like that. Like I was like, scary. Like, yeah. like at the time and like that that was apparent this time going back like oh i should have been so much more at ease with him because he is not as scary in any yeah way. do you want to have anxiety no. for six and a half hours yeah Jump on. exactly do you want to question this next six hours for the rest of your life <laughs> i was on long island with lauren at his house in amagansett just the two of us for a weekend Wow. And we drove around in a sports car and we looked at things and he saw a little shed and he goes, if, if, if I lose everything, I could live there. And then, cause Lauren has this reputation of being erudite, you know, we went to a movie and a matinee and we're just in the theater and would you like some of my popcorn? You know, it just humanized him. <laughs> I don't know, but he's like, yeah. there's only it's one Lauren. It's it's true. It's nuts. But at the same time, in a way, like I remember meeting you, Dana, for the first time You when you came and hosted, like I got to do a church chat. I was snooky in a yes. church chat. <laughs> yes, I remember. Like, yeah. funny. I like that. That was the first moment that truly broke my brain at that show. When you're like you watch something your entire life and then you become a part of it. And then you're yeah. sitting sitting two feet away from something you used to dress up as as Halloween. And like, it was nuts like that. You, you, it's like that, that crazy feeling. I don't know if you remember, David, I met you when we did Grown Ups 2. Nope. Uh, not at all. I was in Grown Ups 2 <laughs> and uh, we had lunch together and it's like, it's like, or with Nick Swardson was there. And it's like, it's just, it's bonkers. Everybody there was like Lauren to me. I wish I had been like a little bit right. more. I know. Likewise. All I remember from that is I wrote in my diary. I wish Nick wasn't at that lunch. <laughs> and when you went back perfect. this time, Bobby, did you, you, there are cast members there that were in the bumpkin sketch. I mean, that I think are just two shows in bumpkin. or three shows. <laughs> pumpkins. Sorry. Jimmy I, Bumpkins. I went to community college. I know, David me S. Too. Pumpkins, AKA yeah. Tom Hanks. So you were there with young cast members and did they mention being fans of yours or asking any questions? What was it like to be around seeing how fresh they are and kind of scared? Most would they have to be a little no bit? No one right? was scared. No one was scared. I was super amazed confident. At, I was amazed at how no one was scared. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. really? Uh, yeah. I, I just remember a lot of fear. Uh, <laughs> sure. They don't. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> but then there's Keenan, who's just like, you know, Keenan like, was there when I got there. I watched him get the show and he'll, he'll be there after I die. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and like having that was, 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 was the best. Like him and Cecily were the only ones there still from when I was there. 
but it's 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 bonkers having jack harlow the host who's like 24 he's like man i grew up with you on this show and i'm just like oh jesus like that is the first time are you sure well it's it's like i think i was a kid when i got it pretty much Mm -hmm. so now it's it's like i even 31 but like it just feels crazy to, to get to that like I can't believe I'm in the I'm coming back phase of of my SNL. It career. it it gets more interesting as you go along the uh, <laughs> the ladder. So yeah, I got. Is yeah. it funny, Bobby, when you realize like uh, if it was the same for you, maybe Dana too? We had you know hard lines in our in our dressing room, so or in our office, not dressing room. But when yeah. you when you get people that you go, oh, this is the most important thing to everyone I know, and then you leave and you go, nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> like no, that, that's a wake-up call that's hugely yeah yeah it's hugely apparent like when i was on the show that was my life the show yeah. was my life mm-hmm. now i got a kid like i got a wife my the pandemic happened wow. my parents you know just like I have, like so many things mm. happened and you go like oh this is silly <laughs> right when you go did you guys think that the fifth sketch should have been fourth and they're like on what and you're like the show i'm on they're like oh i didn't i was I, out saturday i didn't know and I then was, i yeah. felt like when i left and i go there's they're still doing the show without me and then <laughs> yeah, later on i'm hard. seeing will ferrell and amy poehler and and bill Hader. And i go and they're doing it better than me and they're good yeah <laughs> yeah who did you come in with bobby in 2008 you you kind of did, was it with Bill Hader and you had Amy or who was uh, on the, cause you had some heavy hitters like, when you came in. Yeah. I came into that amazing, um, that amazingly established cash. It was like Kristen Wiig, Bill Hader, Sudeikis, Andy Samberg, Fred, Armisen. Uh, Are you uh, reading this? I am. All, <laughs> I, I, I went back into and And all seasoned by the time you came in, they'd been there four or five years or, or yeah, two yeah. years or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I was the first cast member to come in 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 a couple years and also yeah uh, uh the only one my season uh my john, oh, Mo- john, Mo- john mulaney came in as a writer as well we shared an office was fred armison mean Cleveland. was fred armison kind of mean the meanest I've, I've fa- <laughs> no, famously fred famous armison. asshole fred armison <laughs> yeah. Sorry. no the nicest guy in the world that's hey, why are that you was nervous funny. Around, like i was nervous around, i knew dana a little bit i was still nervous around him because in his in the pocket at snl and Dennis, I knew, still weird because once you're in there, it's a big fucking deal. And then going up and asking questions or saying, do you want to write something with me? Or it's just weird. Like to go up to Kristen Wiig and she's like royalty there. You know, it's Yeah, it was hard. that. It, the, the first year was like everyone was really nice. And the second year was when I kind of realized like, oh, I think I, I think no one really wants to hang out and talk about sketch you know not yeah. like like it was like that was when <laughs> you kind of on realize, your own yeah yeah, yeah it yeah. took me a while to figure that out did you partner up with somebody or get some chemistry with a writer or another cast member obviously you and mickey day with david s yeah. pumpkins <laughs> i uh yeah a, a bunch uh i i shared an office with john mulaney i had known him he was wonderful he's great and like yeah. brian tucker and colin jost was a writer at that time and we mm-hmm. wrote a bunch together and great writer uh, once cecily came along we did a bunch of sketches together and um yeah david whether you have a few weeks old puppy or a senior who's seen multiple decades any dog person like me knows the most valuable thing in the world is spending time with your pet yep The farmer's dog makes it easy to keep them healthy, which can give you more quality years with your 
lovely dog. Yeah, well, I've heard Farmer's Dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. And, you know, that's what everyone's looking for. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced. Uh, it's made from human-grade ingredients, safe, clean kitchens. All that stuff matters. Yeah. I mean, you love your dog. Why Why get the lousy food for your dog? Farmer's Dog is the best. Traditional dry and wet dog food options are extremely processed. Sometimes dogs- much lower quality. Yeah. <laughs> you, you put it in their bowl and they go, what is this kibble? And they knock it away. What is this canned goo? Oh, yeah. I've had our dog, yeah, look at the bowl yeah. and then kind of crank its neck up and look at me. And it was like, really? They go, really? Why don't you go first? You want a bite of this? Slop. <laughs> and it makes that sound. Here you go, dog. Like, so Farmer's Dog isn't just no. higher quality food. They also send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. It makes it easy to help your dog reach and stay at their ideal weight, David. And which is one of the biggest indicators of a full, healthy life. A fresh diet has been found to have all sorts of benefits, David, from healthier coat mm -hmm. and skin better breath if you want to kiss your dog and even easier digestion and smaller and better poops let's look at a clip it doesn't <laughs> matter if your dog's young or old it's always the right time to invest in their health for more happy years with your dog get 50 percent off your first box at farmersdog.com slash fly let the farmer's dog know we sent you use your code or click podcast after you sign up for your first box my dad works in b2b marketing but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash wall to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash wall. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You know, it's interesting that, like, Phil, obviously the shinier objects like Dana, and Dana, let me finish. Um, <laughs> you heard no, me Dana. so much. I no, that, that's that's a compliment <laughs> because Dana, like, but you got Phil, if you're going to put him in your sketch, you just stop worrying because he will get, A, everything out of it and more. Yeah. And so those are unsung heroes that take longer to figure out how good they are. Uh, I mean, people in the business get it, but. It takes the audience, you know, if they don't jump out in a big sketch that's like like popping. Lorraine Newman, like you know Chris Parnell, like those guys, yeah, like, yeah. just like like Cecily to me is just like essential. She's a she's yeah, yeah it's just that we learned being stand ups to uh, just working with other people and loving it when you're killing together, like Phil and Jan on Church Chatter, Phil as Ed McMahon, that yeah. partnering with people, Mike Myers and Kevin Dillon was so much fun coming from stand up where it's kill or be killed it's just you against the world could i could i fan out for a minute because i did a deep dive on bobby moynihan because mm -hmm. <laughs> when there's you see your best of back to back and you realize that you're kind of like phil you can play anything but then sometimes you play stuff that's like supernatural like out there that 
I it really rocked me. The kitty cat guy, the commitment of that character. Oh, I can saw you, that one. <laughs> can you just explain that sketch? And I thought, this isn't going to work, you know? And then it just went into a whole other, I mean, you, you anyway, explain how that character came about. The kitty cat guy. I feel like guy. a lot of my sketches on like right address, I went like, this isn't going to work. And it just ends up relying on like weird performance sometimes yeah. like, it was all like, you it, that was uh, all set up for you everyone else was straight and you just kept escalating it and and winding down into it this cute little boy on a spaceship <laughs> who won't won't do anything they ask him to do except he's just in love with his kitty cat i mean it's like so stupid i was on a camping trip and like a friend of a friend brought a friend and that guy total was, stranger yes pretty much was be, just being silent and took a couple beers and went in a tent and then came out much much later in the night and sat down and like kind of looked like he was crying and we were like hey <laughs> hey man are you okay and he just went i miss my little kitty cat and oh. and we were like what <laughs> and like and then we i proceeded to write uh, uh tell somebody at work about that and they were like let's put him in a spaceship where people can't get away from him yeah and, also and, uh, there's another layer of just to make sure i interrupt you uh the a layer of the people talking <laughs> they're kind of funny talking like the movie alien or that same yeah they're kind so of serious so that's a layer of comedy yeah. there <laughs> yeah and, then, and i go it's going to be about that and then it sort of switches, and then those the best ones are like you don't really predict. What's Would it going be on. putting you on the spot, Bobby, to move toward the mic and just do a little bit of that character so the <laughs> audience knows what? Because it was sort of a little boy, but it was something different. I just would get. I would. I would just try and be the creepiest, like weird, adorable man adorable. boy, where I would just go, "I miss my little kitty cat." <laughs> That's You're it. squeezing your diaphragm, uh, which is what the guy sounded like. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was bizarre. I also bizarre. wanted to point out uh, for people who are drunk uncle fans, the non sequitur aspect of it is incredible. It the guy hates progress. You're it's it kind of is sneakily <laughs> the guy hates progress. It's sneakily uh, slightly edgy with the immigrant stuff and the stuff that guy can say in his own way. So it's sneakily a little more than just a drunk guy. It's actually got some weight to it a little bit. It was it was weird because it's like we haven't done it in five years. It's the first time. The last time I did it was with Trump, like you know, like like oh, with the Trump actual Trump when when he was there, and like oh. <laughs> we said like a bunch of terrible stuff about how racist he was. Like I was like, he's just like me, very racist and stupid, and like he came over to me and shook my hand, like thank you for saying such nice things about. And I was like, I don't think you got what happened there. <laughs> like the whole point of drunk uncle was like the stuff I'm saying is abhorrent. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, exactly. But he's, I always oh, know fine. when people come up and they're like, I love drunk uncle, man. I think just like him. And I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, so it was hard to come like to kind of reconcile that after Black Lives Matter and come back and go like, is this funny to do anymore? Like the lovable race <laughs> in five years, it changes yeah, everything completely. And uh, my pitch was like, maybe he's a little woke after the pandemic. And they were just like, nobody wants to hear woke drunk uncle. <laughs> and I was like, I get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. so it's just finding that line of like, well, I know what I'm saying is very stupid and I'm making fun of that. And I hope you understand. You know, it's funny when the guys like that there you could do where he is trying to be woke and everything comes out so wrong we got like a, a couple of those into this one where he just said like i know now that black adams matter like and like right the, he's, he's trying he's trying yeah that's that is a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of huggers there's a lot of uh 
people I know that still, and then they get mad if they're corrected at all. They're like, oh, <laughs> okay. So no, no ass grabbing. But what if they like it? You're like, well, <laughs> we did a quick poll. And uh, so you, how many times did you do the McDonald's firing people? Was that just a one-off with, with Cecily? Oh, uh, we did it a couple times. I think we did it like three or four times, maybe <laughs> two or three times. Cause something that, like that. Could, yeah. that. That one also must've been really fun to perform where you are two employees at McDonald's, you think you're getting fired and then you just dissect all the other employees and just shit all over them <laughs> going back and forth. That yeah. was just me and Cecily trying the tactic of like, this is like, you know how like, at SNL, there's like character parade sketch or the impression parade sketch. Or like you write, like if I write a a, the, a, a, a game show this week, it might help mm -hmm. to get on. So like we were just like, let's write a sketch with every cast member <laughs> in it where we just get to go through every cast member and tear them apart, like That's trying funny. to be funny. And that was literally it. it was just like, what if we wrote something that had every cast member? In yeah, it? that's when they walk around Dana like Marcy or Shoemaker yeah. going. You know, maybe uh, you could put Ellen in that or yeah. Ellen Hutzel Well, the, the little edge to it was like Taron, Taron Killiam. He had, he had such oh, the a murderer. The murderer. He had guy, such a yeah. great, because they would just go to close up with no lines. Like Sudeikis had a funny angle and they got laughs yeah. too. So that was, you know, extremely yeah. funny. David. When in doubt, when in doubt, cut to Keenan making a face always. <laughs> Cast pieces are always a score. And, for people listening, like when you're writing, if the, the, the only little tricks there are, there aren't many, but big cast is good. Give the, ho what, what, what does that, the host doesn't do anything. He's a prop. Like, you know, if you write a funny character and then, uh, like I told Dana when and I've told people, that, wrote one when David Bowie was there, the receptionist, and then he comes in and blah, blah, but he wanted, he liked it. But then he said, I want to be the receptionist. And I was like, oh, wait a second. But that's understandable <laughs> because- you're the funny one and you're, and it is a prop and you don't really think like that because you're so focused on, I just got to get a character that makes sense and it's funny and you finally get that. And cast is a little better at that, you know? Had you done it before or was that the first time? I had not done it. And I, I was going to say, you want that to happen three times in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. If that happens, then there's a way to explain it a little bit. Yeah. Springsteen but. wanted to do church lady. He was a musical guest and I it was early on and I was like, Bruce, no, I'm kidding. Okay. I was about to say, Jesus. <laughs> you going? I was like, I believe it. I believe it. Hey, I think the lady is someone yeah, who can I say go, things David that Bowie, other people can't I think say. of you more as a feature player. I think this, it might be too many lines for you. And, I don't, I don't want to put that much on you. Did you have, because um, meeting Springsteen was a thrill and he walked on the 8-H and the Wayne's World set was there and he's like, so that's what it looks like. You know, stuff like that. Did you have stuff Amazing. like that where you're meeting musicians and movie stars and it's just fun, I fun mean, part of SNL. Constantly. I mean, like, I think, I mean, like, I, I was I was a super fan of the show when I, when I got it. Like, I don't, like, I don't, you know, I grew up on it for many, many generations like you guys, mm -hmm. but like, uh, when you came and hosted for church lady, like that was nuts. That was the first time where it was like playing and where you really realize like playing in that playground of like, you just get to jump into these worlds that you've loved for so long. Um, 
Yeah, you see the church chat set, and then you go sit in it, and then you're and like, Snooki, I'm in the sketch. Snooki is a yeah. very big character for you. I mean, you crushed with that. She had she had all this tanner on and this blue dress and the crazy hair. That was I like mean, the first thing that hit for me was Snooki, where like the first oh, really? real, the real first was thing. Was it Update? Like, I think I saw you do Update, yeah. and I was like, oh my God, because I think Hater comes into the situation, and you're like, have to yeah. explain who it is, and <laughs> I'm like, oh, is this really, really early on? Because uh, I... I was flipping through the channels and just saw some girl get punched in the face. And I was like, what is this? And, oh, yeah. and watched it. And it was like that week. And then like the week after I did, it was like when Snooki, like people were like talking about her. Yeah. And when I, and then I, and then that year I did the MTV movie awards dressed as her with her. And she came over to me and was like, nobody knew who I was. And then you did me on SNL. And now I make 30 grand for personal appearances. <laughs> 30 grand. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. I can open for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you did you do Snooky, Snooky on um on a update, and it, that's a, that's a nice moment. Was that early for you? Also, seems a while ago. Somewhat. I had like a couple, like my fourth episode, like uh, I was like of this Beyonce sketch with single ladies that did really well, oh, and like. Okay, yeah. That that kind of like started and then Snooky, yeah. And then like I got I think I got a little more confident at update because of Snooky and then like drunk uncles started happening and mm-hmm. and then like most of most of my stuff that people remember got on to update because that's I think that's where Updates I was. Updates a comfortable. score. Yeah. Anthony Crispino. And, oh yeah, I saw Anthony Crispino, was it? Crispino, yeah. Anthony Crispino. Just a, hey! so that was a very what give us that accent a little bit. It was really specific. What what was it from? I would, that? It was just my my dad would always look around when he would tell you something like there was a spy there, uh, and I just <laughs> always thought that was funny and uh, the idea of just not giving any information. But uh, I would get real hard talking like this. Like everything just got progressively higher and more ridiculous as I <laughs> as I lied. Dana, did you see that one where he has Ryan Gosling with him? Because um, first of all, not, nothing better on update. You got a character; it works. And if you want to jack it up, bring out the host. That was make... also, yeah, sorry. And he's funny and he looks funny and then he is funny. Uh, that was the first time where the host, like at the host meeting, they were like, this is Ryan Gosling. And he, everyone clapped and he was like, I want to do an Anthony Crispino. And I like, was like, oh, what? wow, that is the chill. <laughs> like, that was the first time that happened and only time probably for me. And it was, it was. It was a lot of fun. He was great. That's, he's a stud. Yeah. Dana used to get that uh, for Wayne's World or, you know, oh, I can't, would come I can't in. imagine. And then, and then uh, Lauren would go, mm, Dana, Mike, what do you think? <laughs> um, we're thinking of a Wayne's World maybe this week with Madonna yeah. <laughs> and Aerosmith. Do you think that'll get numbers? Could be. I don't know. <laughs> well, Steven Tyler has a certain sort of chop that we could use. And, you know, it's that, it's that thing of like Bobby's here, but he's not here. What? <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. Cryptic. Now, Bobby, when you do the good nights, I used to have to count those as a sketch, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> Because I David would get on one. my shoulders at, at the good nights and I would carry him around the stage on my shoulders. Remember that, David? Yeah, I like I get to other... try when people <laughs> announce me, when people announce me, I like to try and throw that in. Like, you know, him from SNL, you know, his characters from SNL, good drunk uncle, the good nights. 
I'd like to throw that in there. <laughs> they knew even the good nights, and, and I'd grab Farley, and i go, you didn't earn it this week. Go back, go back. <laughs> and then- uh, Who had a nose for the lens on your cast, Bobby? For, a for, nose for a the nose lens for the, the good lens nights. on Who the good nights. Hug? Who sneakily always ended up front? Host oh, hugger. that's a, the host hugger. I love that. Yeah. I love yeah, that term. House, yeah. I feel like we had a couple. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to give any names. <laughs> um, that's funny. I was I was the opposite to a fault where I was just like, thank you for being here. Sorry I was in your way. And like, didn't know better. I think I should have been acted more like a, a confidence. My star. tactic was like football. I would go back around, do my route. I'd go in the back, wait, and then I go right down the middle, get between Farley and David, and then boom, <laughs> FaceTime. It was a boom definitive route that I did every time. I always stood on one side and said hi to my mom. I like it for nine years. That was it. I mean, mouth I just did, did the same thing. Like, yeah, I just went, hi, mom. mom. I, I just, I just like that was I just. That's that cute. That's an yeah, angle yeah. too. I like that. Yeah. Um, for, the, for the ladies. The worst is if you go up <laughs> to hug the host and they turn and hug Mike Myers or someone, and then you look away and you go, "That's when I'm on camera when I got iced." <laughs> yeah, your hands yeah. are up in the hug position, but they turned and you're just holding it there for a second. It's very yeah. risky. My yeah, I stay in the back. My favorite good nights moment, and it's it was caught on camera, was uh, 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 being there and uh, having John McCain. I caught eyes with John McCain like through the crowd, and for some reason he got real excited and like beelined, like pushing through Keenan Whoa. and Pete, Pete Davidson, and people just to get through. Gets to me and throws his arm around me and goes, "Always a pleasure, Horatio." <laughs> oh, really? oh, oh yes it was it was my amazing. friends it my friends joe cold <laughs> i need you go, friends Listen, mccain this is not how it works here motherfucker you do gary shanling to get the john the mccain ground. oh is that john mccain what is it gary my shanling friends, what? my friends <laughs> friends that's all i remember i don't do them anymore but whatever well, bobby awesome. when when you were up there did i see a clip of um maybe it was you with mccartney oh yeah on good nights they were singing or something? Was it Christmas show or something? Yeah, that was like uh absolutely. And Springsteen. Yeah, it was like they 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 were Paul McCartney was there, but Bruce Springsteen was the musical guest. It was the Christmas show, and Tina and Amy were hosting. And at dress, good God, they mm-hmm. were like, yeah. And at dress, they like they pulled everybody off because Bruce was going to do uh, Santa Claus is coming to town at the end of the show, and so everyone Santa kind of left Claus. left the stage and went <laughs> like into the tunnel almost. Yeah. And then on air, for some reason, he just pulled Amy and Tina up, and then he was like, "Come on, guys!" So everyone jumped on stage for that, and it was. You better not cry. You better not pout. I won't talk to you. Anyway, love Springsteen. I can't do it. Yeah, and then um, McCartney there too. I mean, she's the two. I had a I had a moment with McCartney just during a rehearsal where he popped out of the host. The you know, like they have the dressing rooms over on the side near the page desk, and he just Mm -hmm. popped out with a with a pizza box in his hand and went, does anybody want pizza? And me and Jen, I don't do, <laughs> clearly don't do a poll. And uh, uh, me and Jenna Rossitano, the stage manager, just went inside and had a slice of pizza with him and talked about New York pizza. And it was like, oh, was those okay. moments where you just go like, yeah, this place is uh, not. Uh, I think he oh. tries to be normal and he, and he would rather just sometimes just drop it, just like be normal, especially around there. You just, you're around funny people and talented people. If you want to sound like him, Bobby, just everything is a question. So we'd be like, would you like some pizza? Which is yeah. also a question. Always that is goes a question, up. Yeah. 
Yeah. Would you like yeah. some pizza? Some pizza. Uh, nine years on SNL can't do an impression to save my life. I, I would just, <laughs> I just played a, a lot of loud Italians. Hey, <laughs> you do. I have this tailor, Bobby, and he, uh, <laughs> He every time I don't know why I go to him because every time I go I just want these pants thin. <laughs> I go what he goes you don't you, you don't want them thin it looks weird he went all the way to the ground cover I know your the, shoes I go fighting cover you. my shoes and then he goes and they're too skinny I go I look at him his his pants are like each two feet wide you know and I go why am I looking at you you know you know why don't I go to someone that looks good in their clothes <laughs> you don't He's, want the double break they tell me yeah, you don't goes, want uh, the double break. Right, he goes. This should be dragging. Break. I know. I don't want to see his shoes. <laughs> Everything I do, I want to get the get the sleeves. No, he fights me on every single. I go, <laughs> Disappointed. In That's you, a character said. you would do if you're on SNL. That would be a potential sketch oh, with yeah. the host. Yeah, one hundred percent. Especially if it my... was John Hamm or someone, you know, studly guy. Yeah. I uh, I got my when I got my suit for my wedding. The guy who fitted me for my suit, his name was Lionel. He had an L on his on everything. Everything was monogrammed, yeah. and he kept telling me he kept he just kept going. Don't waste my time, okay? Don't waste my time. And I, I was like, <laughs> this guy's an SNL character. I'm gonna do it this week. I wrote the sketch in five minutes. I was like, this is going to crush. This is my nope. target lady. This is my, my, <laughs> you know, this is my bye-bye. And, sure. uh, and uh, went, go in and it just tanks by page two. Oh, and then oh. I'm like, oh, God, well, I got that weird drunk uncle thing in the second half. Hopefully that'll work. <laughs> so what? how when did you... you say the catchphrase? What was the catchphrase again? And I how like did you already. say it? Uh, I was, it was just, he was just like, I hate everything you're wearing. Stop wasting my time. Stop, Stop wasting it. my time. That's a good catchphrase. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. He was just very confident and mean. <laughs> I've seen, what about Dana when someone does a catchphrase and then, um, and it bombs by page two and they have eight more pages. And everyone's like, <laughs> you know, what was funny though, is like, I came in at a time where like, we were still kind of doing those sketches, like old SNL sketches. Now they're called old, where it was like a theme song and then a crazy character. Like Gilly was like kind of the last one we did because yeah, it's a funny. When I first got there, the first year, I remember Andy Samberg being like, "Hey, that video we did, they're gonna put it on this thing called YouTube." And I was like, "What is that?" And he was like, "It's this website that it's just gonna have videos." He's like. And I was just like, well, good luck, man. That sounds terrible. Like <laughs> That'll never and, work. And, and that'll never work. And then like by my fourth or fifth episode was the first time we were in HD. And then like wow. you couldn't do reoccurring wow. characters anymore because they would put them on YouTube and like people could see them immediately. And like it was such a huge it difference. Burn out quicker. You mean? Yeah. Like we would wait to see another Wayne's world or we would wait to see yeah. it because we had to. And then like. Mm -hmm. Like those kind of characters, which is something that like I feel like I got the show for was these weird characters. You like, like it, the sudden, juice? Yeah. Like all of a sudden that was slowly starting to go away. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I got to. I learn, guess that's learn true. How to that many catchphrases. I just, the po politicians come back because they're just the only really famous people around anymore me. that everybody knows. Yeah, or they me. would do it much quicker. <laughs> they would do them like clump them closer together because they would all be on the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do a lot I of wish things on the internet. Would you like to learn a new language? We. Oui. <laughs> See what we? I did? Oh. No, I said we oui, like French. Oh, okay. We, 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 we. I have, ever since I've seen Pepe Le Pew and his way with women, I thought, I want to learn a new language. You know what? I, I do have a, 
because uh, I'm uh, I, I do voices and stuff. I do like yeah. the sound of 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 French language. Yeah, you're good at faking a language. I just do gibberish, but I want to actually learn. And that's mm -hmm. I'm going to introduce you in the world to Rosetta Stone. It's the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. Yes, I've heard about this and talked about it for a long time. It's the trusted expert for 30 years. They have millions of users, 25 languages offered. So I think that pretty much covers the globe. You've got yeah. your Spanish, your French, mm -hmm. you were just talking about, Korean, Dutch, Arabic. Fast language acquisition. It, 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 there's no English translations, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. That's the hard part, I think. That's it. And it's an intuitive process. You pick mm -hmm. up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences, and it's all designed for long-term retention, which is great because I took Spanish for 12 years and all I know is how to find a library. Yes, Donde, I know. Donde está la biblioteca. So this one, really, really, you retain it. I learned German and I know, hast du Schwester now abra... No, hast du Bruder now... Nine abra covers by Schwester. That means, have, do you have a brother? No, I have, but I have three sisters. I took German for seven years, and all I remember is Gesundheit. <laughs> what does that mean? That means bless you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> someone sneezes. Gesundheit. Rosetta Stone, that's not going to happen. Another thing I love is they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. That's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Very important to being understood in a foreign country is to do it in kind of the rhythm of the way that language is speak. Right. You don't, you don't look like some clown. Desktop and <laughs> app options, audio companion, ability to download lessons offline. Mm -hmm. By the way, the lifetime membership has all 25 languages. For any and all trips and language needs in your life, mm -hmm. that's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. What are we waiting for? It's a steal. What is going on? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time. Fly in the Wall listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Oh, yeah. Visit rosettastone.com slash fly. That's 50. That's like the highest I've heard of. 50% mm -hmm. off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash fly today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So this is a sketch that I thought was so funny, uh, supernaturally funny, that you did with The Rock. Oh, I saw this one, yeah. <laughs> World Wrestling promo Very shoot. Personal You're the wrestling. straight man <laughs> in a sense, but you play it so real off of The Rock. That you knew that was crushing when it, I mean, it was just a- That was one a, of those gifts where like The Rock- it was the rock's idea. Oh, wow. Like, he was like, good. He wow. was like, he was like, yeah, when we did these promos, I would always do this bit where I would 
get really, really personal and like, and it was his idea. And then they pitched it to Rob Klein and Rob Klein wrote it. And it's just, it was one of those gifts of just like, yeah, all I got to do is stand here and get offended and have like, it was, Oh, that's one of my favorite. Can't that was one of those like, yeah, yeah, like from from table to from table to air, table to it farm. wasn't very yeah, farm to table, table to farm. It was very easy in the sense of like there wasn't a lot of panic all week of like, are we getting this right? Like it was just like, no, we just I I get offended by the terrible things he said. And some some <laughs> sketches like that don't really even change. It didn't a lot. It didn't, and like there's little things about it, like Taron, even Taron Kilimanjaro. Oh, that that's right. He was me. good. Like, yeah, just keeps looking at his phone the whole yeah. time, and then whenever he has to be the announcer, he just go like. It, yeah, like, I saw. There's that. just little things about it that was well for the people really at home. No one's at home for the people driving. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's really like uh, the Rock is giving a uh, is is tells him uh, you know before they do an interview. Well, they they, they they're beating up on each other verbally, and Bobby yeah. does a normal thing. I'll kill you in the ring and all that. But he says, you know, say whatever you want. Say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. And then he says, say whatever you want, really get after me. And then what does the rock say, Bobby? <laughs> that I have herpes and that he's been catfishing me with a picture of my own daughter. Yeah, <laughs> just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> just horrible, awful things. And you, but it's, he was so good in it because it's in his world. Like he knows it so well. Like he saw yeah. it. It was funny when you go, that was a little rough. Just say something about in the ring during the fight. And he goes, oh, God, I got it. Then he goes, this guy's going to get in the ring and I'm scared he's going to give me his herpes in the ring. And I'm, you're yeah, like, no, just, no, 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 no. Kept going. <laughs> I'm going to hurt you psychologically. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because you stay in character until they break. They always go, oh, cut. And then he goes, how was that? And you go, well, I, I didn't like it. It was horrible. Like, it really like, hurt my feelings. Yeah, but you don't do it during when you're filming. No, but you played it so well. Yeah, I mean, that's not easy to be the so-called straight man and get gigantic laughs from the straight man. Yeah. What about that that catchphrase film you guys did made me laugh so hard? You played Slappy Pappy. <laughs> yeah, that was that was just this, uh, the dumbest thing in the world. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of Sinbad, and I think he's fantastic. And Love then... It. I found this guy, Shucky Ducky. Uh, have you ever heard of Shucky Ducky? <laughs> sure. I'll like say it. yes. I, it sounds funny already. <laughs> he was a stand-up comic, and he would tell jokes like, uh, I'm supposed to pay my wife alimony, but I don't. She says, you're a deadbeat. And I said, no, I'm just patient. Shucky Ducky, quack, quack. And then he would just say, Shucky Ducky, quack, <laughs> quack. Oh, that's quack, great. At the end of every joke, and it really uh, made me laugh. It's, it's funnier than the so, joke, always. So funny. I got and, one, a redneck comedian. Oh, yeah. You ever fart so loud, dog, two state away, go, what that? Come and get some. That was full character. By the way, it doesn't even correlate, <laughs> really, when you go, come and get relate, some. It doesn't relate, but come and get some. It doesn't need to. Yeah. Come and get some. Here's mine. <laughs> David has a catchphrase. Oh, yeah. I got. It. How do I do it? Let me see. Uh... uh I, hey. I I called my wife uh, the other day, and uh, her boyfriend answered, "Rack 'em." Yeah, that's it. Rack 'em. We <laughs> almost. Called, I think we I almost, need a real joke first. <laughs> no, rack 'em's funny. I mean, we almost called the podcast "Rack 'em." Okay, I got one. <laughs> All right, it's a child molester joke, but we'll change it. So this child molester goes in the woods with this five-year-old kid, and the kid goes, "Mister, I'm scared." He goes, "You're scared." After this, I got to walk out of here by myself. Rack 'em. <laughs> rack 'em. <laughs> 
That's right. That's like a joke, but it's a, it's a I, rude one. We'll strike I it. I asked my mama to wash my tidy whities She said, okay. I said, how'd it go? She said, great. I haven't seen skid mods like this since the Daytona 500. Come and get some. <laughs> since, since I dated Big Daddy Don Garland's. Come and get some. Come and get some. I made my sister only because mama turned me down. Come and get some. It's making up jokes. They, these all would have worked. That's pretty much what it was, was yeah. just doing this in a writer's room for hours and then just coming up with different comics and what their catchphrases were. And the escalation at the end where the bullhorn or what was it? The uh, prom, prom with uh, um, Galifianakis was yeah. just, uh, <laughs> I believe he was like Pete Airhorn Schultz and he just didn't, tell, he just came out. He just, and just <laughs> <made an airhorn. laughs> all right. So that was, that was the perfect button for that. So what yeah. are you doing these days before we wrap up? How, yeah, I have a your, question before we wrap up too, but how's tell your head, you how's these? your head space? You, yeah. It seems like you're just working like crazy. I mean, you're just, we did uh, Secret Life of Pets together, one and two. Yes, yeah. Yes. yeah. We were, yeah, we were there hoping for, hoping for three soon. Um, yeah, I was just on Mr. Mayor, which David, you were fantastic. Mr. Mayor. I was on Mr. Mayor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think so. You, no, you definitely were. That's Tina's, um, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, doing good. I wrote a children's book. It's called Not All Sheep Are Boring. That's Not All there. Sheep Are Boring. Oh, that's right. What, you what count age sheep group is it sleep. for? If you count sheep to fall asleep, because some of them are extremely boring. Yeah. That's why. I like yeah, that. That's him. What was um, it? Yeah, doing that. What doing was a lot of writing. Derek, Derek comedy sketches. That was a part of your resume. I saw. Uh, uh, yeah, one of the first things I did. Donald Glover, all those guys. Yeah, those super talent. Mm-hmm. Here's my last question for Bobby Dana. And okay, then, uh, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I'm holding in my car. It's really wispy, the final though. question. It's so wispy. This is just one I wrote down. Does your years? Do they send a car to take you to work every day or even take you to the show? Uh, when I first got there, no. Um, and then... Not even show day? J- no, but then on show day, we got cars. Okay. That was that was always the case. And we had limos at first, after. and then that stopped. Oh, really? the after party. Well, no, then we just got like regular cars, like the limo, like the actual limousines themselves. Oh, like skinny long then, limousines. Like, yeah. Ridiculously like 1980s yeah. cocaine limousines. We had those. And like, yeah. And we, we like that ended like after the first year or two there, but never, never cars to like, or sometimes for rehearsal towards the end, because like, we would they would call you up and be like it's two o'clock in the morning you're coming to brooklyn to do a pre-tape like it was because like it was mostly pre-tapes by the time i left like we would be out of the studio for thursday friday and saturday just doing wow that's weird yeah did you did you ever have a show where everything came together like it was your best show ever and you walked into the party just with a little different physicality like yeah that's that's right i'm here Moynihan in the house. That's right. Did you have a show where you kind of went, wow, that was my best show? You hit on like four different things. Probably early on and it wasn't. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> like thought I it thought was. it I thought it was, and it was just like I didn't go home crying that night. But like I'll be honest, like the the maybe this last one, that this last one was the first time I left that building going like that was a blast. Yeah. And then and then that was it. You go bring me to the host table. <laughs> and then, and then the cry yourself to sleep forty five minutes later. No one likes uh, I, me. <laughs> well, it was nice to go like, nope, I'm just going to the hotel, I'm going to sleep. I gotta be at my daughter's soccer game in six hours. Like oh, it was oh. just nice, nice to move on Normal. and and just go like that was that was a fun to see those people and move on. Wow. So you're just in that that whole 
world, being a dad, that's uh, a whole nother podcast, but she she's doing soccer already. How old is she? Two? Yeah, five. Kindergarten. Kindergarten. Yeah. yeah. Here's my yeah. last thing is I'm gonna, it's a it's a character based on my friend. Whenever you say anything to him, you go, oh, so you got that soccer game. Then you're going to go to lunch. He goes, yep, just being a dad. And he keeps saying it. And I go, shut up. But he's, he says it like it's here. like he's I, I get that he's proud of it, but it can't cover everything. Like it, it always comes back to that. Like he's such a hero. It's a good blanket excuse. Yeah, That's another character. Proud daddy. Like he yeah. works dad into everything. Yeah. You know, how's hey, uh, when are you going to work? Well, as a dad, I'll probably get there around 10. Yeah. Want to have lunch? Well, dads can't have lunch. They got to call their family. Yeah. There you, you got, go, David. You, you got two that, characters from this podcast. Yeah. That real pretentious wind up too. that. Well, you know, just being a dad. Yeah. That explains it all. It's a blanket statement. And then they're kind of jealous of single people just wandering around the world. Must be nice. Must yeah. be nice. Oh my god, that must be nice. Uh, what's know. it like to t- What's it like to take a nap? Yeah. <laughs> what's it like to do what you want to do when yeah. you want to do it? Must be nice. Yeah. The must be nice guy. What's it like to hey. eat alone? Hey, do people treat you with respect? Oh, you don't have any sh- uh, poop on your clothes. <laughs> must be nice. Must be nice. The right, must Bobby. be nice guy. Thanks, Bobby. Buddy. It's been a pleasure. Uh, so much fun watching you all these years and on SNL recently. And so we uh, hope to see you around campus. Yep. Thank as you. People Such say. a pleasure to do this. It's like listening to, uh, for SNL cast members, it's like an hour long free therapy every week. <laughs> yeah, we, we're, all, we're all soldiers in that battle in a way, metaphorically uh, speaking. Yeah. So we're okay, alum. It's nice to be amongst <laughs> legends. Thank you. I love you guys. <laughs> See you, buddy. Peace out. Love you too, buddy. This has been a podcast presentation of Cadence 13. Please listen, then rate, review, and follow all episodes. Available now for free wherever you get your podcast. No joke, folks. Fly on the Wall has been a presentation of Cadence 13. Executive produced by Dana Carvey and David Spade, Chris Corcoran of Cadence 13, and Charlie Finan of Brillstein Entertainment. The show's lead producer is Greg Holtzman with production and engineering support from Serena Regan and Chris Basil of Cadence 13. 